CPU's Podcast. Hello from the Maison de la Radio in Paris, in France, where the EBU Radio Sport Group has just held its first meeting of 2018. And I'm joined in the studio by Letizia Bernard from Radio France, Ilaria Di Luzio from Rai Radio, Maria Bretones from Cadena Ser and Pam Melbourne from BBC Radio. And we're going to be talking mainly about the upcoming World Cup soccer in Russia. But first, as she's being our host, Letizia, I want to talk to you about the Paralympic Winter Games in Pyeongchang, where you were. How was that experience for you? It was a great exper- experience, first of all, because the French athlete uh, had got a lot of medals. <laughs> And uh, also because we feel uh, that media are more and more important and it's really better organized for media than before. So it's begin really comfortable to, to work as a journalist for such, a, such an event like Paralympic game. Mm-hmm. And do you notice an increase in, in feedback you get from your audience? Are people more interested in 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 the paralympic games yes indeed uh with the social network etc we had a lot of followers and uh, also we had a lot of comments from uh, people who are listening our radio so on the internet website we had a lot of comment and i also had uh, just uh, friends who called me regularly and t- just to tell me, oh, it's good. Uh, we we heard about Paralympic every day. That's uh, that's better than before. Okay, tricky question maybe, but I should tell our listeners: you're visually impaired. So the logical question is: how on earth do you cover Paralympic Games? I don't comment in live. Of mm-hmm. course, I, I won't say uh, she is before or the French is he is skiing very very well, etc. But it's totally possible to ask after a race, how have you feel it? How, how do you feel now? Are you happy to have this medal? Was it hard for you, etc. And it's also possible for me to tell a little bit more about this athlete with disability and also to explain how does it work for skiing, for instance, uh, without the, the sea or without uh, a leg, etc. So um, there's different other possibility possibilities. So that's, that's what I try to do. And here's a question from Pam from the BBC. You know when you're in the mix zone, you know when you're yeah. interviewing somebody... Do you tell by the emotion in their voice what sort of... Because obviously, mm, yes. as, a, as if I were in the mixer and I can see that somebody's upset yep. or they're ecstatic, how do you know when that athlete approaches you how to pitch your first question? It's difficult to, to explain. It's, it's a feeling. It, that's true. It's difficult now because there are more and more journalists. So sometimes the, the athlete is quite far away and I don't know exactly where he is. So... Um, Sometimes I prefer that another journalist asks the first question, but when I know the the athlete quite well, sometimes they say before hello or you know something like that. So also when I try to listen to that they say to the other journalist before because I'm not the first Radio France, we are not the first. So I try just to to hear a little bit what they say to France TV, France Television just before, and then they arrive with us to hear is very, very, very important. During the World Cup in Russia, I assume you'll be based here in Paris in the radio studios? Yes, I will. Reading the news because that's what you do here yeah, in that's, Paris? Yeah, that's my main job. So I am sport news reader uh, on the Saturday and the Sunday on the morning. And uh, yeah, we'll... Uh, I will sum up and give uh, 
all the information I, I could uh, about this event, of course. Let's go to Italy, mm. Ilaria. <laughs> Poor you, Italy didn't qualify. So how on earth do you prepare for such an event as the National Radio of Italy? We, we were not prepared, David. We were not prepared at all. So the first thing we had to do was to overcome the shock because I think it was a shock. It was a shock. We never really believed this was going to happen. We had to come to terms to the fact that we were going to uh, cover an event we were going, we were not going to participate in, really, with our team. So um, from the point of view of our coverage, we had to downsize the whole operation. And because when we have the team on site, of course, a big part of our operation is at our team-based camp. Mm-hmm. Now, we won't have this operation of course we will only cover we will focus on some specific matches and especially in the crucial phase you know from the quarter final finals on and then of course we will cover the opening game but all the rest the group stage will be covered from the studio of course of course it must be quite an adjustment for your football commentators how are they dealing with it a huge adjustment because they normally first of all they do uh, full commentaries, live commentaries. Whenever we are on site, usually we cover the whole event. Uh, and uh, and then they are used to make interviews afterwards, you know, to have a direct contact with the with the players and with the coaches. So it's a, a whole different thing. They'll try and integrate, you know, what will be missing with uh, having experts, you know, uh, in our studios in Rome. So uh, making a full show out of the, um, you know, of the match and rather than commenting what's happening on the ground, uh, commenting, you know, the whole event, the atmosphere, talking about the two teams that are, you know, um, playing and things like that. So we hope it will be differently, but equally entertaining for our audience. And will the audience be as excited as if Italy were playing? Obviously not, but do you fear it may have an impact on on your audience numbers? It might have, yeah, well, definitely might have, even if football is a very, very popular sport in Italy. And, you know, uh, you can see people are, uh, for example, also um, interested in, in the championships from other countries. So I'm sure, and lots of the players, you know, players of our teams are uh, members of the national teams of other countries. So there will be lots of interest, not the same interest, but lots of interest for sure. And does it make a difference for you uh, as as a producer? The tension, it's not the same, is it? No, it's not the same. And definitely I won't be on site. Uh, first of all, this is this would be personally, you know, the big difference. Mm-hmm. And yes, probably less involvement, even if it might be even more difficult because, it, you know, it's always more difficult to negotiate, you know, facilities and positions when you are on site if you, you don't have your team playing. And also, uh, you know, since we arrived, we made the planning at the very last moment. It's very difficult to find accommodation and flights. So in a way, it's more challenging for us as producers. Okay, Pam from the BBC. Well, I'm just, in, I quite like the fact listening to the Italians in this state of shock, because obviously when we plan all of our coverage, we have to plan for England to somehow absolutely fail to do anything of any significance at the tournament. So our mindset has changed. So we've got Maria from Spain. I just wondered, Ilaria Maria, when you plan um, your national sides, World Cup, European Championships, participation, given the level of success that your countries have enjoyed, 
do you plan that Spain or Italy will get to the final? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, we always do it. <laughs> we always do it till the very final. That's the we. That's the way we plan it. We plan. Sometimes it's more realistic than others. Okay, just sometimes it's just your desire against reality. <laughs> but your plan is that Spain is going to make it right to the final. So you have to plan everything: accommodation, transportation, commentary positions, telecommunications, everything up to the very final. Mm-hmm. And Maria, you've had quite an experience in being present at these major uh, football tournaments. What is the thing you fear most about Russia? What worries you the most? I think right now uh, telecoms are the more challenging thing right now. Um, apart from the logistic thing, which is always quite difficult, but you always manage to come out alive. I don't know how, but you always manage. <laughs> but telecoms is something that is not in your hands and um, is such a big country, such a vast country. They don't even know if IPs, ISDN lines, telephones, they don't even know if it's going to work everywhere. Also, Spain has the ability to find the most hidden place to be based. <laughs> This time it was Krasnodar, which is not even a very city. It's near the Black Sea. Wow. Yeah, oh. fantastic. Well, nice fantastic. in summer. It's, Istanbul is closer than Moscow. That's all I have to say. So yeah. Okay. So so it's even more challenging try to find how to cover Spanish daily news with those difficulties that the Spanish Federation always try to put us on our way. Pam, I want to go back to you. You said something about planning for England. It's only England this time, <laughs> but. If we go back to the Euros in France, we had also Northern Ireland and Wales, Wales yeah, uh, so Ireland as well, yeah. Um, so it was just Scotland that. Can did, you explain that what qualify. that actually means for a broadcaster like the BBC? A nightmare, to, I guess it means a nightmare <laughs> to take that into account. It is a bit of a nightmare because well, it's a great nightmare. First of all, she's got this amazing narrative. We go from our England or is England going to? get past the group stages and then we win a game and everyone thinks we're going to get to the final and it ends in disappointment to actually have this amazing story of of Wales in the same group as England progressing Northern Ireland did absolutely incredibly well um, at the tournament so you've got this rich editorial from the UK's perspective that we've not been used to to having and um, from a logistics point of view it just means it's it's all the greater so so Wales BBC Wales broadcast in Welsh and English And so that means straight away. So we had a game where we had Northern Ireland versus Wales um, and then Five Live there to kind of do the impartial um, commentary as well. So it was it was a great experience and a lot of Mickey taking. Probably what we're going to have um, this summer, isn't it, with Belgium being in the same group as, as England. So you and I will be having a bit of fun as to who's going to come. But we should both come. have qualified by then. We never say in England <laughs> we qualify. Um, so that's, it's, I love the fact... Spain, Spanish radio, I think they'll get to the final. The Italians are just in mourning because they haven't made it. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, are we going to get out of the group? <laughs> step by step. step Small by step. steps with England. Are we going to get out of the group? But you've been preparing quite extensively for this tournament. Um, what are your main technical challenges coming up? Um, well, a little bit like Maria said. So first of all, you want to get a, a sense of the tournament, the surround sound of the tournament. You want to make sure, from my perspective, my job is to make sure, as as everybody else in here, that your broadcasters get on site and they have no problems. They just concentrate on do as good a, a broadcast as they can. So the, the big challenges, I think, will be the transport 
transport system in in Russia, the vastness. This is a country with five time zones. I think we've got four, haven't we, actually, um, during the World Cup. So actually, perhaps the thing that people don't appreciate is how busy people genuinely do work behind the scenes. We probably not see daylight. (laughs) No, definitely not. Um, Until maybe, you know, for us... The knockout stages when England go out, but it's still it's it's very intense. So the main challenges for us will be getting people around the country. You've always got a plan. That people you, underestimate that. Don't oh, they, they do. The, yeah. The time you lose with going from here to there. Yeah, and you've yeah. got a plan that that you have to always. The one thing I've learned doing this um, is you plan for the unexpected. Mm-hmm. You have to plan that somebody may miss the flight, not through their own, but something may happen, which means traffic, they miss the flight, they miss the train, and you've always got to be thinking, how are you going to get them there? I love the May birth. The May it birth? It might happen. Uh, it, it might, might yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, it might I love happen. that yeah, yeah, optimistic yeah. point of view, because certainly it will happen. Whatever you, you, you think you've planned everything, and then actually you can't plan. So I remember in Brazil... Uh, one of our um, summarizers is actually quite scared of flying and he had this trip up to the north to Natal where he had to change flights he doesn't particularly like dogs there was a dog on the seat next to him in fact we've got a presenter uh, Mark Chapman who doesn't like like him um, he's really scared of dogs and in Russia it's like really normal to take your dog on the plane you buy a seat and the dog just sits on sits on the uh, plane so so then they get nervous and then and then the flight gets stuck in fog or it gets redirected or I had a you know, a car driver lost his car because the car had been redirected and then his car, he was parking illegally at the airport and his car got towed away. So all these things happen all the time. You're constantly spinning plates, but the key is make sure on air it goes smoothly. Yeah. What's the worst horror story you can share with us, Maria, from well, it was, all the tournaments you've covered? Well, I'd say, I, I don't know if it's the most horrific one, but it was really the most challenging one was in the Euro for the hooligan stories that we were watching on TV, there's something big was happening in Marseille. And we were all in Paris thinking, oh my gosh, this is not gonna end up well. And we started preparing to send somebody to cover all those riots on the street. And I was quite scared for those peoples because you're um, kind of leave them then alone in the street with kind of beasts fighting. Mm -hmm. You don't know if they're gonna make it alive you don't know where they're going to sleep. You don't even know how they're going to make it there, how they're going to get out. But they have to report on that because everybody was watching those terrible images on on TV. And um, that was really, really relieving when the guy came back alive mm. after a very good job. And the, the, the thing is that I'm not really sure it's not going to happen again in Russia. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be even more difficult. But it was really scary, and I hope you won't see that again. We won't have to work it's on the, that again. It's the silly things that catch you out, isn't it? Yeah. It's the yeah. it's the dogs yeah. on a plane. Somebody suddenly find out's got massive phobia, or um, you know, I once had a I, I once had a reporter stung by a bee at Wimbledon, and you you know, and you you don't you don't particularly plan to have your antihistamine kit ready to go for when the reporter gets stung by the bee. Carry on, but I mean, these are the things that it's those silly. Things. I've had all sorts. Mm. I've had root canal surgery being needed, emergency dentists, lost luggage. Well, that was normal. I mean, yeah. lost luggage is very normal, yeah. isn't it? It goes on all the time. People just don't know about it. Letizia, have, have similar things happened to you uh, in your radio career? In Rio, I remember for the Paralympics game in Rio, oh, we also had to change flight, to change airport, and... Uh, 
it's difficult for for me and luggage of course uh, there was somebody with me to to help me but it was really uh, really complicated that with jet lag and with uh, after t 10 or 12 yeah because we we don't fly between paris and rio it would have been too easy we <laughs> fly uh, paris sao paulo and then sao paulo rio and we have to change airport in sao paulo i remember and we are we, we were so tired and so stressed because we 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 are we were afraid to to miss the flight etc i remember in sochi so you know, sochi everyone turning up not knowing what sort of hotel accommodation you'd actually really got because half of it wasn't built some of it was built some doors you open that went to your toilet actually just opened on a brick wall and they just thrown a door up so there was all sorts of oh, some pictures yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Were circulating yeah. yeah but in general what i find is anybody who works in radio manages to do what he or she has to do. Isn't that a common trait? That's true. <laughs> at the end, yes, we manage to, to do. Yeah, particularly when things go wrong again. At the very end, it all becomes a funny story. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. And then you make Even a program out of it. Even though at the moment you, you yeah. shout and you cry yeah, exactly. sometimes. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Well, I find a lot of people in my supposed to be booked rooms. It doesn't happen to you. You get up like about, uh, I don't know, you go to your room at 12 o'clock at night, really, after 15 hours working, mm. and then you open the door and there are two people sleeping <laughs> on the bed. It's like, who are you? Because those are my rooms. Of course, those were my rooms. And you go down and the reception girl oh, we've is like, out. excuse Sorry. me, excuse me, try to put it all together tonight and then we will talk about it tomorrow. It's like, who are those guys? Yeah, this, yeah. this kind of yeah. thing. Um, we're, we're a small group, you know, I would say, small, like, families a little bit, you know, much smaller than TV groups. So I think we are more cohesive and, you know, and we're not spoiled because we are usually, you know, the smallest ones and have less money. So we try and do what whatever we have and try and do our best. Yeah. That's it for this edition of the EBU Radio Sport Podcast. A big thank you again to my guests, Letizia, Ilaria, Maria and Pam. And we'll hear you next time. EBU's Radiosport Podcast.